0: Hey everyone, you're listening to Alex to on Radio 1 Chicago. Joining me in studio today are Chicago natives Todd Barron and Andy Angelos, uh, formerly of When Clouds Attack, here talking to us uh, about their debut EP 1. Uh, we welcome Small Tines. How are you guys?
1: Great. How
2: are Doing you? Doing well. Just a clarification, I'm from Indiana too, so I'm not a Chicago native. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to lie to any listeners.
0: <laughs> but uh, Chicago... For the most part, though. Yeah, yeah. Now. Now, now <laughs> When yes. did you move to Chicago?
2: Uh, eight years ago. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so it's, it's been like a around while. a decade. When, like do, you ten, become, ten when ten do you become a native? A native? <laughs> yeah. Ten. I think ten. ten. Okay. It's a yeah. decade for I'll a I'll have a part. Status. I can come back and talk to you at that point. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a celebration.
0: Exactly. In two years, come back, and then we'll be like an official Chicago native. <laughs> uh, so you are from Chicago, then?
1: I'm from hmm. Chicago. Yeah, born and raised.
0: Cool. Um, So that song we just heard was Let It Pour, right, Mm -hmm. off of your recent EP release. Um, So how long have you guys been playing music all together?
1: Well, we've been playing together for at least, like, I would say five years. Is that right?
2: Yeah, we met in 2012 uh, when Todd had already started Wind Clouds Attack, and I joined the band (laughs) as the drummer to make it a lot better because everyone (laughs) needs drummers.
0: Absolutely. Um, And then kind of like disbanding that and just uh, starting small times then yeah
1: we were um, we were playing out with one clouds attack for like four years Mm -hmm. Uh, initially it was um, kind of a studio project Then I had um, kind of reconnected with a friend uh, from high school Chrissy who joined the band and then kind of we slowly pieced members together and we did that for like four years and it was going great uh, playing good shows and everything but we just got kind of got tired of just like playing the same you know, however many songs, 15 songs live. And it just, we wanted to do something different. It just, it stopped feeling creative and it was more just like, okay, we've got another show coming up. Let's prep, let's get people to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so I think at whatever point it just started getting a little stale and um, I knew that I wanted to keep playing music. Um, I knew that I wanted to keep playing with, with Andy. Um, And so when we started Small Tines, um, you know, we, we retained some of the things from One Cloud's Attack, but there's also... Um, some things that I think are more, um, I don't know, we have, we have more of a kind of a live feel. I'm the, the rhythm section live is me playing bass and Andy on drums, which with One Clouds Tech, most of the bass parts were programmed. Uh, and the drums were intentionally kind of like recreating program drums. So in this band, it, it feels more like a live band. Yeah. We're really playing off of each other live. And I think that's like one, you know, one element that's different.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more authentic and like real mm-hmm. and like, li- yeah. you know, like there in the moment live kind of.
2: Yeah, And for, for me, uh, with Wind Clouds Attack, I came in and uh, the kind of the, the corpus, the songs were already there so i was like todd said i was learning how to play these yeah. intentionally drum parts that sounded like drum machines so it was nice to be able to step back and you know create something new with with todd where i had more influence and input into the sound and the feel
1: yeah when we when we wrote uh these songs almost a year and a half ago now the ones that were that were uh just releasing they were us in a room together you know uh bouncing ideas off of each other uh, me on either bass or a midi keyboard kind of building parts into DAW while Andy was doing live rhythm parts and he would record something and build off of it so it was a very organic process you know back and forth um, which is a lot different than me sitting at home at a computer just kind of doing everything and then us trying to figure out how to make it work live so that I think that's uh, you know to me that feels more more interesting and I think the audience responds to it as well.
0: So do you not use like any sort of like you know computers at all then like when you guys are playing together live no, we, we still or, do right, still?
1: like we still have um you know tracks that we play along with and so on um but i think it's it's less about um you know like using those more about like how we're using them like okay. a lot of our synth parts now um are actually uh, midi parts that are sent out to live synths um that we can manipulate um, I have some of my vocals that that we do live are uh, vocoded or like processed, and that 's being done in real time as well, so that kind of frees me up to be able to play bass so we 're still using similar elements to one cloud's attack, but uh, we 're just doing it in a different way that like like you said, it just feels more authentic
0: mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so before we kind of like jumped in on air, uh, we were talking about like, oh, you, you were asking me if I was a musician or mm-hmm. if I just love music. <laughs> um, so did you guys know that you guys always wanted to be musicians and that this was something that you wanted to do like you know always as a career?
2: well I don't know or if it's, for a, fun? it's a, I don't know <laughs> if it's a career for, uh, for either of us, but um, I was hitting everything. And no, no people, though. I was not hitting people, but anything else, any inanimate object, I was hitting. So my parents bought me a drum set at a very young age. I so I had a drum kit when I was five. And then I started taking lessons at six um, and studied seriously, um, studied music in uh, in college. And um, then realized that I wasn't going to, to be good enough to be what I wanted to, which is a, a studio drummer, which there aren't very many of them. Um, so came to terms with that if I can find really good songwriters um, that I... I trust and I like making music with them, that that was going to be pretty fulfilling for me to have for the rest of my life. And so when I find someone like Todd and there are other artists I've collaborated with, it's just like, okay, I'm gonna, whatever role I can do to be part of that output is is good for me, so.
1: Yeah. And, and for me, I was always a fan. I mean, I grew up going to punk shows like every weekend. Um, I grew up in the south suburbs and we had a venue called Off the Alley. Um, it was kind of like a sister venue to fireside bowl at the time. So like all the punk bands, you know, that would come through, they would play at those two venues. Um, so I grew up like every weekend going to punk shows. Um, my cousin was in like a punk band when we were in middle school. (laughs) And at that point, like, I think I started playing guitar or whatever. And then like, since then I've just been like playing in bands like my whole life and music is just, you know, it's, it's a it's just a part of my life that I need, I need that, that element in my life, and so there's always going to be some kind of project that I'm working on, some type of way to get that creative output, so for me, that's, that's really what it was.
0: Yeah, for sure, Uh, so then, like, how did growing up, you know, in the south suburbs, kind of, like, help develop you as a musician, like you said, going to punk shows, kind of, like, you know, did, you know, those kind of, like, influences, kind of, like, really, like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I grew up, kind of, um, I guess, in, when i was in high school i was a lot more narrow in like what i was interested in like i was into a lot of punk and then kind of like that second wave of emo so like bands like braid and texas is the reason sunday real estate like i was really into all that kind of stuff um but then i went to college and met a lot of different people and got into all kinds of music and now i'm just into everything you know um so i don't know i mean i would say that um just like just like anybody else it was more like the people that i met the people that i played with that influenced me and then um just meeting different people at school when i was way at college that listened to different things and i used to um kind of semi work at the radio station where i would just my my friend casey who was a music director would just hand me like a big stack of like 50 cds and i would listen to all of them and then tell them what tracks to play (laughs) so like (laughs) i've always like you know i think yeah so i just i um just it's more about like the people that I've played with and how they've influenced me, and then just being a music fan throughout the years.
0: For sure. Um, so then, how has you know moving to Chicago kind of influenced your style or changed your you know music mm. influences and preferences? If at
2: well, I have I have more of a similar story where you know you meet different people and you play with them. And they always turn you on to some kind of new style or people that you didn't necessarily appreciate before. Um, but my background was mainly in jazz, and I really like uh, mm-hmm. I, I like the kind of 70s, early 70s fusion stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. when I first moved to Chicago, I was actually taking some lessons and hanging out with the Art Ensemble of Chicago, okay. which yeah. I don't think any of them live here anymore, <laughs> but the, it's experimental jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was like I kind of came here for, for that, for the musical experience to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not playing any <laughs> styles that are similar to that, but yeah, um, uh, yeah I think... Um, meeting Todd opened me up to a lot of stuff that I never listened to before lots of stuff in the 80s I'd kind of like blanked on that as a decade of where any good music came out Um, but uh, (laughs) I've since learned that there were some things that were good then
0: yeah what kind of uh, 80s artists kind of I mean
1: I'm into (laughs) a lot of different things but um, you know I think like more like direct influences for small times I think it's kind of amalgamation of some different things like one kind of 80s pop so things like Peter Gabriel, Kate Bush, um even Phil Collins and then more um kind of post post punk stuff so New Order, a lot of our I think a lot of our rhythms come from things like New Order um and then um uh, ev- like the Human League, e- yeah. uh Echo and the Bunnymen, but even more modern um I guess um nods to that things like Future Islands or Cut Copy. So I think, you know, we kind of sit somewhere in the middle of all, of all those different influences.
0: For sure. Cool. Um, so let's take a listen to one of those other influences then. And then, so this song is called Myriad, right?
1: Correct. Yeah, um, this, is our, this is our new single.
0: Our, oh, the most recent mm-hmm. single. Correct. Cool. All right. Well, I'm Alex, and you're listening to Small Tines here at Radio One Chicago with their latest single, Myriad. Everyone, we're back with members of Small Tines with their song "Myriad" from their latest EP One. Um, so that was just released earlier last month, right? Or, right. Yep. Okay.
1: The, the EP. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's a four-track EP, um, and then so how has your recording kind of like changed over the years? You know, or like you know the recording process.
1: So um, a lot of a lot of One Cloud's Attack was all really just in my home studio. I've been recording kind of for a long time. Uh, when I was in college, I was running like a small recording studio out of my house, uh, for about four years. Um, so that's like a huge, like, I'm really, I'm really interested in the recording process. I kind of more than anything, consider myself more of a producer. Um, and, uh, I would say the, the, one of the big intentional shifts we did with small tines is, we put all these songs together in our space like i mentioned and then we recorded our rhythm tracks live at uh, gravity uh, for this ep and for uh, an upcoming ep that we're going to be releasing in however many months Mm -hmm. Um, so all those parts were recorded live in a room together at a proper studio and then we we overdubbed from there so i would say that was probably the biggest shift
2: yeah, well, I wasn't involved in the recording. <laughs> for it? So it was a shift for me, but from what, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he can't confirm or deny yeah, any of like, those
0: statements. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if that's true, but sure.
2: <laughs> I actually just made that up just to
1: keep Andy on his toes, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so then, like, like you mentioned kind of, you know, previously, too, it's like you wanted to explore, like, other, you know, like, musical, you know, uh, territories. So um, what kind of has been, like, the biggest kind of, like, exploration or... You know, experimental aspect of music. Have you tried with Small Tines?
1: I think um, I think Small Tines is actually um, a little bit uh, pared back from One Cloud's Attack. One Cloud's Attack was very programmed. It was very kind of like electro synth pop direction, where it was just kind of synth after synth layered on top of each other. Um, small Tines, and uh, and I could let Andy kind of feel it too. But to me, it's like. We're pulling back on all of the unnecessary elements, and it's really pared back. There's a lot of space in the songs. There's a new emphasis on like lyrics and my vocals. There's a lot, lot more unprocessed uh, singing, um, whereas really all the vocals with One Cloud's Attack were uh, vocoded. Um, was kind of one of the things I think that kind of defined the sound of that band. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And we do some vocoders with uh, small tines, but it's more of like an effect now, and most of the okay. vocals are unprocessed. So I, to me, it's about like these songs are kind of like paired back to like the essentials. Like I'm really looking at like what makes a good song and what it, what needs to be in this song and get rid of everything else and, and leave a lot of room because a lot of the... I'm really kind of attracted to that minimalist um, aesthetic and some of the stuff you know that I've been getting into more recently, you know, it it does that same thing. It just like leaves room.
0: Yeah. And do you, do you leave room then for like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like, you know, like just lives. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but it's like, yeah, thank you. Improvisation.
2: Uh, We don't do, I mean in the, in practice and like in the songwriting process, we definitely do improvisation, but Mm -hmm. when we're playing live, uh, not really. not, we're not doing long. I mean Todd he plays like twenty minute solos for every song live. But other than that, <laughs> I like no, to think that, no that is the song like no, twenty okay. minute solo. No, we don't we don't do much <laughs> much of that live. Um, <laughs> with the like the the openness the sparseness. I think the song that we just listened to um, myriad is an example of that. I'm trying to do a non traditional beat. I didn't want it to be the the same like that is on a lot of the wind clouds attack stuff. It's kind of a, a different feel, more open, which I think encourages Todd to take different directions and then pushes me to even do more different stuff as a result. So
1: Yeah, if you left it up to me, pretty much all the beats are gonna be like these like disco beats or like some variation of that. Um yeah. at least at least usually. And I, I remember actually working on Myriad, we had uh, a song written out that almost sounded like an REM or like a Smith song. It was just kind of like a poppy um thing and we really deconstructed it and like pulled things out and removed elements and at one point the chorus was big and 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 if you listen to the song it's now it's just like a beating kick drum so like we really kind of uh pulled the song apart and and minimalized it uh, as we were working on it
3: yeah
2: it's my favorite song from the our release but mm-hmm. i actually For those agree reasons. with that
1: i agree and some people listen to yeah. it and they think it it's Um, I've had people say it's their least favorite um, and then we get the we get the other opinion but to me it's um, it's simple um, but like everything in it is very intentional and everything in it needs to be in it and there's kind of an emotional payoff at the end of the song Um, so I think if you kind of like follow the song all the way through I think it 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 has that level of interest.
0: For sure. And um, do you guys collaborate then in the writing process or is it just kind of like you just writing it and then you know, you play it and collaborate together and figure out how you want it to sound. Well, we've,
1: I mean, so one of the things, um, like I mentioned, is that we're usually writing in a room together. Um, typically, I'm doing most of the instrumentation, um, but uh, we, we actually recently have started looking at, you know, Andy doing some of the instrumental parts as well and then me building tracks off of that. <laughs> um, so, and we're really trying to, as much as possible, right in the room together. So uh, when we've been playing together lately, we've, we have we kind of have our practices where we get ready for shows and then we have practices um, or writing sessions at MySpace where we are working together and building up a track in the room together. Um, so I would say that it's collaborative, but
2: what do you think? Are you trying to get me to refute? Are you calling me <laughs> out? Yeah, I'm trying. I would like this to become more of like Staring an interpretation format. <laughs> okay
0: you can't see but they're staring each other down right now
2: (laughs) um i'm not going to answer because i don't i don't think we need conflict here Uh, no yeah i think enough conflict in the world it's more it's definitely more collaborative um and trying to bring in our own because as we just discussed we have very different backgrounds uh in things that we've listened to and things that we've pursued musically so i think being able to bring those different things is going to hopefully continue to make interesting music so
0: yeah, for sure. Um, cool. So we have uh, one more song to play, but before we get into that, um, why don't you tell everyone that's listening about upcoming shows mm-hmm. and where we can find you and listen to your music.
1: Yeah, so we are uh, playing at a DIY, really cool DIY space uh, called Louder House uh, this month uh, on Saturday the 26th, uh, along with Born Days. Um, so we're excited about that. And then about a week later, we're playing at Subterranean um, with Sexy Fights and um, and, and Pixel, Pixel grip. grip. So that'll be a great show, too. Like, we've been lucky to play with a lot of just excellent uh, local bands that are kind of doing similar things. So uh, we're really excited about both of those shows.
0: Yeah. And um, where can we find, like, on Spotify, Bandcamp?
2: We're, we've, we're all in on MySpace.
0: <laughs> I knew it. 100%.
2: Double down, <laughs> spending lots of money there.
0: <laughs> all uh, on MySpace. We also
2: wrote an HTML website. Yeah. And, um, it's, the links
1: aren't active yet, but we're, it's we're geos, troubleshooting geo, it. GeoCity. Geocities.
2: Fire. Geocities. GeoCity. It's, Angel but, fire
1: yeah. dot geocity. Uh,
2: no, it's uh, <laughs> smalltines.com small is our website, and it has music and links to other properties, but uh, Twitter, Facebook. And it's always just our name, small times. That's T-I-N-E-S. It might be hard to, to not hear. Times. Not times. Not um, times. We're not small time at all.
1: And <laughs> we're also on like all the digital streaming, so we're Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. So we're we're out there. People could find us if they're yeah. there. There's
2: a site called uh, Google that if you type. <laughs> The, our, our name into it it'll show all of those too small tines tines with an n yeah with an n. <laughs> with an
0: n. Yep. cool uh well the last track that we have is punk rock ghost right yep um so this one was i was listening to this earlier and this was one of my this is my favorite great Full disclosure. cool
2: well, what did you like about it i'm gonna put you on the spot i know i was
0: like oh wait <laughs> turning the tables on he me was interviewing who? <laughs> uh no i just like it uh it was you know i'm a big new order fan and i think um I definitely heard a lot of aspects about it, so I think it kind of hit home for me, you know, so I liked it a lot. Cool. Yeah, this song,
1: from a songwriting perspective, is um, actually about what we were talking about. It's about growing up, going to all those punk rock shows, and so it's kind of very nostalgic for me, and it's kind of about those experiences kind of put into into like a little poppy synth pop song
0: great yeah well i'm excited uh to play it so uh thanks guys for coming in hope you had fun great. yeah thank <laughs> you,
1: you thank you yeah
0: um so for more info on small times where you can find them visit our website uh radio one chicago uh for all chicago everything this is alex and thanks for joining us stick around for more chicago music uh so closing it out is punk rock ghost thanks guys <laughs>